I don't know what time it is with you, but welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. It is always 2 a.m. somewhere. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. You could call me Mr. 2 a.m. That's why this show is called What It Is. And maybe we'll have some 2 a.m. stories, not uh, not the uh, 2 a.m. stories that you're ho hoping with debauchery and drunkenness. Um, no, possibly. But we are going to talk about getting lost in black and gold clouds and uh, backdrop. Just talking about life as a Steelers fan. And sometimes life gets absolutely just debilitating. It gets rough, man, where we can't get through the day. And the hope, the hope of getting lost in something is what you have as you try to figure everything out. And I, I've got to tell you, I've, uh, you know, I was on the shelf starting in, in March with a, uh, uh, losing my, losing my day job, but I had BTSC, I had family, I had friends and I had the Steelers. And even though it was the off season, I got lost in the Steelers and it was great. And they helped pull me through. You guys helped pull me through. And so hopefully that, uh, that five month, uh, vacation is going to be, uh, is going to end. And I really think that's going to happen tomorrow. But with that being said, once again, I, uh, I do thank you for everything. But I look back in my life and I think of when things were going on in my life. And I always had the Steelers to fall back on. And there's some, there's some fun stories with that as well. So that's one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about with you. Um, but let's finish up, talk about preseason as we get ready for preseason Week number three for the Steelers and week number two for everybody else, except for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I'm excited. I am definitely excited for week three because we're going to see a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to see the most starters. You're going to see the best resemblance of a week one team in the third game against the Detroit Lions. So that will be really something that uh, if you want to preview, that's going to be it. When I was growing up watching the Steelers in week four of the preseason, it was different than it is now. You would see most of this, most of the starters in week four of the preseason. And I remember Mike Webster getting hurt in one of those week four games against the New York Giants back in, I think it was 87, he got hurt. Portna asks, can you bring on Mrs. Bad one day? We all have partners. It would be interesting to see how she copes with a Steelers fan. Mrs. Bad, that's going to be tough. That's really going to be tough. Um, I can show you Mrs. Bad. She's here. I'll tell you what, I'll show you Mrs. Bad. If you could see the picture, uh, it's, we're going to get a glare, but there's Mrs. Bad and there's my family. Um, the one on the end is my daughter-in-law. It's not, I don't have two wives. It's not a sister wives thing. So, so I've had that asked before on the show when they've seen that in the background. So um, yeah, now I don't know if she's going to come on the show. She's uh she is. Yeah. She's not a camera person. She, uh, like just me says, Mrs. Bad is, uh, I've, I'm the show off of the family, as you could tell. And, uh, 
my kids have the uh, no, the oldest, who's my stepson, does not. He is not a uh, show off like me. My youngest, my two youngest, definitely are show offs. So I could tell you that. Let's see. We are getting breaking news. Let's see if it's uh... okay. Here we go. We have some breaking news about uh, that just came through. Jeff just put it through. And uh, I got to read this. This is great. After conf- This is from Pro Football Talk. After conflicting reports and plenty of uncertainty, here's what the Jaguars are paying linebacker Joe Schobert in 2021 after his trade to Pittsburgh. They are paying $3.65 million of his $7 million guaranteed salary. All right. So now, gosh, breaking news on Tales from 2 a.m. That never happens. That's awesome. So they're paying basically half. I love it. So instead of having a pony up $7 million, and we just talked about that on the show a little bit, but now actually they're paying more than half. If he's got a $7 million deal and they're paying 3.65, the Steelers are on the hook for 3.35. Yeah, that is that is something that that you've got to just love here. That makes it even more of a bargain. Sean Manahan says this. So a starting linebacker for $3.5 million. Alex Haddock says, we got a steal for sure. Just Me says, what a bargain. Micah Everett, so awesome. Um, Yeah, I tell you what. That is definitely... um, Man, everybody's excited. The... uh, Bad, my way better than ESPN. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, if you hear the the beeping in the background, um, wow. Okay, so this is interesting too. So, Pro Football Talk also says Joe Schobert also converted two point three six million of his remaining salary to a signing bonus in order to shrink his twenty twenty one cap cap number with the Steelers. So, this is where I need Dave Schofield. This is where. Dave's are a cap genius. So I need the Oracle on this one. 2.3. If he converts 2.36 million. So what does that mean? I think to me, that means that he's only going to count 1 million against the cap. That's what I'm thinking. Am I reading this wrong? Am I understanding this wrong? So because Look, it doesn't matter if it's a signing bonus, never matter. That does not matter. The money's there to pay these guys. The Steelers have the money. It's the cap room that they don't have. Okay, Jeffrey Benedict. There we go. Jeffrey Benedict's really good with this stuff. That gets split over three seasons, so around 800000 a year for that. Wow. So he's going to count 1.8 against the cap jeffrey is that what i'm is that what i'm seeing here i think that's what jeffrey you should just grab a headset and jump on <laughs> we'll talk about this for the rest of the show um so i'm thinking that 1.8 um brian brown says this you said colbert is the best 100 100 100 yeah um Jeffrey, it's dirt cheap for this year, which means they still have money to sign Watt. 
That's what this means. Yeah. They, like I said, nobody finds money in the couch cushions better than Omar Khan. And no one makes the deals and knows what's best for this team than, than a Kevin Colbert. Uh, somebody said GM for life. Yeah, Sean, that's not going to happen <laughs> because he's a, uh, you probably only have uh, a year or two more of uh, of Kevin Colbert, but with Omar Khan here as well, you've got a. I think you definitely have somebody that's been going to school under Kevin Colbert for a long time. So I think you're in really good shape. I look at the Baltimore Ravens situation, and I know, my gosh, we hate the Ratbirds. I know it, but man, Ozzie Newsome, we could not wait for that guy to retire. He was a Hall of Fame tight end. Man, he was even a greater Hall of Fame GM. He's not in the, the Hall of Fame because of uh, being a GM, but he should be. One of the, just a fantastic general manager was Ozzie Newsom. And then he retires and we're like, whoo, finally, maybe we can get a break. And then in comes Eric DaCosta, who is just as smart and just as good. And he does some stuff that I'm like, wow, this guy is great. And that's, uh, in fact, I think he is probably the Raven that's better than anybody. If you, if you hate any Raven, you should hate Eric DaCosta because Eric DaCosta is who builds that team and who every year on draft day, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is pulling some, some guys out of nowhere. He's getting guys that are really good when he got Ben Cleveland, um, from the University of Georgia, he's probably going to start as a rookie and he's going to be a great guard for them. Mean streak. He's probably going to be a pro bowl, but I'm done waxing the car of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then uh, bad. I think Omar Khan will become GM eventually. I really think it's going to happen. Um, here's a question. Young and wood burning. Hey, bad. Are you on the uh, Barry trainer Presley train? I like our punt game but I do wish field goals would be more solid. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the, the uh, Presley Harvin, the third bandwagon. And I like, I like Jer Jordan Berry. The problem is that we've seen flashes of brilliance and awesomeness from Jer Jordan Berry. Then we've seen the weather he had cold and him fold. Not, I am not trying to, uh, not trying to rhyme there. I'm not trying to go all susical on you, but I really think that uh, Jordan Berry had a great game the other day. But he does that. He, he's one of those guys that he plays up to his competition too, and he has some great. He's fighting for his football life, and he's looked really good. The thing that uh, you worry about is, uh, and they're talking about it in the live chat, is place kick holding. And Mr. Harvin the third looked good as a holder the other day. He was supposed to be the punter in the second half. He was not. Because guess how many plays that the Philadelphia Eagle offense had in the second half of that game? 11. He had 11. I mean, they had 11. That's it. Presley could not punt. He would have punted. There were no punting situations for the Steelers. Um, Micah Everett says this, and I really like this. And uh, no disparagement against Barry, but if we are going to use a pick 
in this draft on a punter. I sure hope he's used pronto. Yeah, that definitely. He's you got to remember he's a draft pick. So I almost think that this is not a situation. NFL and sports are different. If you have two guys battling for a job and it's a tie, a lot of the time, if there's a younger guy and he's a draft pick, I would think that the tiebreaker goes to the younger guy in the draft pick. So everywhere else, that's not going to happen. You're probably going to go with, in life, you're probably going to go with the person with more experience. But this is this is definitely a different situation because there's a lot of upside. You are not stashing Presley the Har- Presley the Harvin. I did it again. You're not stashing Presley Harvin the third on a practice squad. He's not staying. He is going to get snapped up because you know what happened. You had two teams playing in a Hall of Fame game, and those two teams were the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. First football in a long time. First preseason in two years. And what does ESPN, NFL Network, everybody want to do? They want to talk about the game. Without a, not a lot of offense. So who did they talk about? You have a punter that is huge, making huge punts. They showed so many of his punts. It was, I mean, he got a lot of press. Press got press. Everybody knows who Presley the Har- Presley the Harvin. I'm just going to call him that, Presley the Harvin, because I keep saying it by accident. Everybody knows who he is now, so he's not he's not a secret you could stash. Remember what they had to do last year? They loved James Pierre. We didn't know anything about him. Nobody else knew much about him because there were no preseason games, but. They know that there's scouts out there. They know the Steelers knew that they could not put him on the practice squad and they didn't put him on all year because they wanted to keep this guy. So, you know, sometimes you've got to make decisions that way. Uh, the you could you could trade Jordan Berry. You I'm sure you can get a seventh round pick out of Jordan Berry. That's a possibility. If somebody needs a punter, they will get him. Think about this, man. You traded Joshua Dobbs for a fifth rounder just two years ago. You might see a guy get traded again. That's a huge possibility. What happens is, but I have a feeling, man, I definitely have a feeling that Joshua Dobbs is the third quarterback on this team and maybe Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins gets traded because someone's going to snap them up. What if you get a fifth round pick out of them? I actually think that James Washington's going to get traded too. I think uh, Dave, uh, Dave Schofield had a great article the other day about the draft the draft spots that we have right now, you got to realize that giving up a lot of draft picks, louder milk, Isaiah louder who does not look bad, who looks like he's going to be a player. 
he uh, they gave up a fourth round pick to Miami next year. A fifth round pick goes to Avery Williamson to the Jets. Now they get a seventh round pick back. It, sixth round pick is Joe Schobert to Jacksonville. Fine with all of those. Even the Williamson thing. Did you get a lot of, out of Williamson? No, but you needed a linebacker last year. And getting rid of a fifth round pick and getting a seventh round pick back on October 30th of last year is a good deal for that team. You had to do it. I mean, was he great? No, but if you don't have Avery Williamson, what do you, things might go worse. So those are things to definitely look at. You might be trading to get some draft capital back. Now there's a possibility that as Dave put this in the article, there's a possibility you can get a number. You should get another number three out of Bud Dupree. You should possibly get a five out of Matt Filer. And there's, there's a possibility you can get a sixth out of uh, Mike Hilton. That just depends on what, whether Joe Haig counts against the formula or not. So that's, that's something to look at as well. Uh, as Dave Shipley says, we have a one, two, three, and two sevens right now. You cannot bank on the, uh, you cannot bank on the other compensation picks, but there's a possibility that you're, you're going to get compensation picks. Barry Rudolph and Snell says Owen David for a seventh, fourth, and fifth. You know, we'll just see what what we can get out of those guys. But you do have some trade capital that does not kill your team because you're deep in some positions. I love James Washington. I wouldn't want to lose him. I think he's valuable for this season. However, if something happens that you can get a fourth rounder out of him, I don't know if you can, but what if you can? What if a team's desperate enough? Look at the Saints, man. The Saints do not have a lot of receivers right now. They have Michael Thomas and not a lot of other guys. So that's what we're looking at. Justin Scher asked, do you think Haskins will be back up to Ben? It just looks like he's having a way better camp. I don't think he's going to be if all three of them are there. But I really think they're going to trade one of those guys like we just talked about. So yeah, I... I think he could be the backup if Mason's not there. Alex Haddock says, I think Mason is worth a fifth round pick. If Mason's worth a fifth round pick and Josh Dobbs was worth a fifth round pick, maybe you can get a fourth round pick out of Mason Rudolph by a team like the Detroit Lions if they needed a pit, needed another quarterback. I mean, I don't know what they have. I'm just throwing out a team here. And guys get hurt players get hurt. So there's just, there's just things to look at. Here's a, here's another thing to look at too. First week of the season, Nick Foles gets hurt in 2019. First week of the season, they put Duck Hodges out there. Nobody took Duck Hodges. They had Mason, they had uh Joshua Dobbs as the third quarterback. They moved Joshua Dobbs they move him out, get a fifth round pick from a desperate Jacksonville team. And what happens? They bring Duck in and the, the rest is history. You know, I 
not amazing history, but it's it, it was history for the Steelers. So you can go ahead and look at that too. But really what you're looking at here is the fact that they know how to maneuver to get the guys that they want to get. And if you could make a guy more valuable in a trade by keeping one of those players on the roster, then it's going to be awesome. So I do have a, uh, that's, that's about it. That's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up, man. I wanted to talk about life and talk about, uh, getting lost on black and gold cloud. I'm going to take this title off. I'm going to change the title and then we might do, I think we're going to do that next week. So we'll have more time to do that next week. This was a lot of fun talking about, uh, talking about preseason, talking about the team, the state of the team. And it was a lot of fun. So we will go ahead and do that again. I do have a programming note as well. So something that I'd like you to check out. I'm going to be a guest on uh, my friend Kevin Tate's show. The know-it-alls. Hey, somebody's trying to call me. So unprofessional, Brian, having that on. Um, So I will be a guest on the know-it-alls podcast. Um, You can check that out on YouTube. That will be today, I believe, around, if I'm not mistaken, around 5 p.m. So just check that out, too. I appreciate that. Kevin's uh, great. He will be uh, showing up on shows here at BTSC as well. So check out the know-it-alls. That will be a big show. But check out everything else on BTSC. Let's Ride tomorrow, as always, is going to be great. We have the Jeffrey Benedict show. We have Michael Beck. Big Brosco. Dave Schofield, you know, the, the Scobro show is going to be back on Tuesday this week. So there you go. Check out me, Tony and Shannon as well. And there you go. You've got the Aussies. They, uh, they had a really good touchdown under yesterday. So check them out. We are going to have another great week as the Steelers are getting ready for the Detroit lions and they're getting closer and closer to a 53 man roster. I cannot wait to continue to talk Steelers. Thank you, hashtag bad company. I need you to do three things for me. And it's simple. One, be safe. Two, and this is simple, be true to yourself. Don't be anybody different than you. And then three, always be behind the steel curtain. And I got to bring up just me. I love just me. Sitting, drinking coffee, looking over the lake, listening to 2 a.m. stories is the best way to start a Sunday. Thanks, Bad and family. Have a great day. Go Steelers. Ah, I love you. I love all of you. Thank you. This is why I do it. And this is why I have fun with you on my Sundays. We are a Bad Company family. We're a BTSC family. We're a Steeler family. Black and gold runs through our veins. So I love you. So I will talk to you later. I don't know what time it is on the clock, but it's 2 a.m. somewhere. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll see you.